All right, you motherfuckers, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Old John Tui, and third time's the charm. <laughs> and this is Invasion of Potty Snatchers, and this week we are talking about the iconic, the legendary, the fucking masterpiece from 1982, the goal of horror, and that is the John Carpenter-directed the thing. Noel, it's the 40th anniversary coming up. We've been fucking gagging to cover this movie, and here's our goal to gag all over ourselves. Talk to me, brother. I think that... After watching, I watched this film, uh, I'm going to say a year and a half ago, two years ago. I watched this film a lot. Uh, but I was watching it with, I guess, the critical eye that comes with doing something like what we do now. Mm-hmm. And just the nuance, I guess it gives you this like, because you're going to have to talk about it later. It feels like a test. Yeah. Uh, so you watch it a bit, a bit less like popcorn and mm. soda kind of relaxing kind of thing. And uh, this film is a true masterpiece. Yeah. It's everything a film should be. Yeah. It, it, Not just it, a horror film. Yeah. Every film. Like it could be, you could cast as horror, suspense, thriller. It starts in the middle. There's yeah. a dog being chased across the tundra. It's getting shot at. The, the, the Norwegian one, one dude drops his fucking grenade and the other dude. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking ludicrous. Man, the way. And, and they don't explain it. Pres- yeah. And that's perfect. Oh man, like, the, like, could you imagine being in that situation where, like, literally, you are, you might as well be, like, like, as, like, you might as well be in outer space. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just the arse end of the fucking world, and then all of a sudden to have this helicopter come out of nowhere is one thing is odd enough, I assume, and the next thing to have it shooting, the next thing is just shooting a dog, and like, it's like, why the fuck are all these events playing out right now in this place of all places? Why does like, it dog? Yeah, what's yeah. it for? Like, even let's just say if it, it let's just even say that it bit a person and killed them. Mm. And I mean, that's an awful thing. I'm not, and, and, and I, you don't have some jaw coming up, but you wouldn't. Hunt that's it a down. truly terrible, no, but like, would you, would you, t- like, I mean, it's running across the Antarctic, yeah, exactly. Like, it's gone, yeah. Like yeah. I know huskies and stuff. I know they're designed for it. I know they can survive. But we are we are talking no food source. Yeah, and, and I know there's snow. in winter no, as well. No, You're in winter yeah, as in well. winter. No yeah. water source. Snow yeah. is not actually consumable. Yeah, and this um, is a sled dog as well. This, this is a domesticated is a animal. Like so, domesticated. Animal. So, like I mean, Barrett coming back. Yeah, which it's not going to do. Like I mean, if it got one person, fair enough. But it's not like a dog. Is something that could like lock down the facility. Yeah. It's going to come back and it's going to take us all out in our sleep. Um, but they're chasing it with a helicopter. Yeah, it's so dramatic. Yeah, and, and like, um, throwing grenades at it and shit. Like. Yeah, and throwing grenades yeah. at it. And shit. Like, I mean, it needs to die. It needs to yeah. die. Right? But at the same time, because we live in the real world, and it, and that's how you should view films, despite the fact that it's not. Mm. If I seen somebody like running through shooting at a dog or something, I think, what's wrong with these fucking psychopaths? Yeah, exactly. I what's wrong with the people? That, like, no. It's this alien from uh, outer space that you know like i mean a parasitical or whatever the had the fucking thing your is. initial reaction would be what's wrong with the people not what's wrong what's with wrong the with the people of course yeah, uh, yeah ex- absolutely yeah keep it simple mm. and uh, of course they end up one haphazard haphazardly dies yeah he throws a grenade uh, like the worst throw just, of all time yeah yeah the worst throw of all time and then he decides to go back again which is by the way yeah, not a grenadeologist. No, the other guy tries to grab it, isn't it? The, the other guy tries to grab it. So Lars is the one that drops it, and then Lars goes off to get shot in the head. Uh, yeah, Lars the is, okay. Lars goes to throw it, and uh, for including the prequel, um, it was Matthias that tries to grab the grenade, and he gets blown up. The the helicopter pilot. But oh my god! And then you're just you're just in the middle of it. And you're like, and it's already so captivating. Yeah, and you're like, at the uh, from from the minute you hear the bum bum, bum bum, like from the minute you hear that fucking team tune, like 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 straight away you're like, okay, like I can remember the first time I saw that. As soon as I heard that bass, is a bass line? Is you're the musician? The bum bum. Like yeah. as, as soon as you hear that, you're like, okay, what? <laughs> All right, <laughs> like it's kind of like Halloween, like the way he. Oh yeah, up yeah, the movies, yeah. Like you know, but like, everything about this was perfect. Yeah, like the you know, it was it wasn't too much yeah. or too little. Yeah, man. The I way watched he... the. Sorry, sorry. No, go I watched the kill count. On yeah. I watched the movie, but then I watched the. It, to be honest with you, I was I was watching just something just to just to because there's a lot of, there's a lot to keep. Yeah. In in, in your head, and yeah. also there's a lot of things that get killed 
and we don't see the people getting killed, like Palmer yeah. or something like that, versus people getting killed by the thing. And I, so it gets a bit confusing. So I, I wanted to have some clue what I was talking about. So I was watching one of these, and then you realize that how incredibly convoluted it was. That you mean intricate? Int- yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. intricate's a better word. Mm. Um, that the last time we see somebody is in some completely innocuous situation and yeah. then they're a thing or even the doctor guy who turns out to be a thing and he and he was just like i don't want to stay in here i want to be allowed back inside blair blair and you were so sure that he wasn't a thing so sure yeah like i was convinced the first time i saw that i was convinced he was like oh i was like oh obviously he's human because it's they made it seem like he was the thing you know that kind yeah. of thing, like so. It's like you're kind of like in the situation. It's kind of the situation where like it's, you're so sure he is that after a while you're like thinking maybe he's not. Maybe it's too obvious. You know that kind of way. Maybe it's too obvious. Yeah, that's it. It's always like you know, even the uh, who was strapped to the chair. Gary. I know you're gentlemen. Yeah, I know I you gentlemen have been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. If you don't mind, could you please untie me from this? Fucking chair, <laughs> and he's so red faced. <laughs> man, it's so fucking good, though. Like, that's man, everything about this movie is just like it's it's fucking so well done. Like from the time, like straight away with the as you mentioned, the dog and uh, well, Jed. Was, by the way, real name Jed was yeah. dog thing. <laughs> uh, but you know, like when you have uh, Lars and Matthias, we find out from the prequels that like when you have mm-hmm. all that thing with like when he gets shot, Lars gets shot by Gary and the you, the dog's just kind of wandering around and shit. And you're just like straight away, the next part of the movie for me is one of the best in any horror movie of all times where, where RJ McCready, uh, where McCready goes up with Doc and they go to investigate the Norwegian site, which plays beautifully into another movie we're kind of talking about today, is the 2011 prequel uh, directed by, I think it's uh, Mark Van Heinegen. Um, I'll check in a second, Matthias Van Heinegen, maybe. But um, uh, the, the continuity, the way it was maintained from the prequel um, to the Discovery site from the original, I thought was one of the best aspects of the prequel. I think we're going to talk about these maybe a little bit side by side today. Obviously, most of the focus going beyond the 1982 movie because it's such a masterpiece. But what do you think of how the 2000 level prequel maintained the continuity from the discovery that McCready and Doc made in the 1982 movie? I did did say this to you. Um, I said when I watched the... I remember like... Remember you used to go to these stores that like rented DVDs? <laughs> Extra vision, daily video. <laughs> uh, daily, yeah. Um, but I rented back when I lived with Rachel Taylor Fawcett, um, mm. back like 11, 12, or to 10. Mm. And um, we went and got this, and I thought it was okay. I remember actually being really um disappointed because the first transformation I seen was kind of like only so so cgi and i went no because like no just no Mm. and um i remember thinking like this isn't for me but then when i went back with a critical eye thinking of it as an actual prequel and then watching the thing and realizing how perfect down to the when the axe that was in the wall and somebody went leave it yeah that from that's so subtle but for me that was immense okay somebody saying leave it yeah, it was that, that was huge, 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 and it was so beautifully. The done. dude in the chair, the British guy that had his throat slit, yeah, and he was like, "Was he? Was that just blood coming from his finger, or was that like he was trying to be a thing and something killed someone killed him?" His throat. Don't ask me, man. Don't because ask like me. it seemed like it's like trails coming from his fingers. Like you know, like one thing I like I I think the continuity, like apart from the the way it ends, the way the the prequel ends, and the way that the original uh, the nineteen eighty two movie starts, is so that was fucking poetry. well done. Yeah, it's man. Like I would love to like if I learn how to do video editing, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get a copy of both of those fucking movies, and I'm going to try and edit it in a way that part of the prequel ends exactly as the other one begins. Did like, you know that John Carpenter was one of the Norwegians on the plane, the helicopter to start? Oh really? I actually know that. I <laughs> know. Oh, I, I actually definitely knew that like a while ago, and not like from a second ago. When I, <laughs> and I, I've actually known that for a while. 
it's, it's like it's earned knowledge, not earned learned. knowledge. Yeah, I guess I'm more into it than you are. You know, like Jed was the name of the thing dog. I don't. Know. It's just like I've been such a fan. But what, no. what do you think of the the continuity though? Um, no, from... the cut. No, man, you you cannot. I suppose I, I don't want to speak more boldly than uh, I caught my yeah. tongue there. But if somebody can, I will respect it. Yeah. Give me a better example of something that had to set up a very specific scene, a two-headed monster dead on the snow, uh, yeah. a, like the, the, the particular type of viscera that, that, that played out in, in a facility. Uh, and again, something as subtle as one axe in a door or, or, or a wall. It was in a wall. To the left of the door, yeah. To the left of the door, and uh, and 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 just perfectly. Solved. I love these movies. And and then, I I would love to hear it. I genuinely would love to hear it. So that's mm. that's that's that. So I, I Even was. The grenades are identical. Like Everything. The grenades, yeah. And you were just like, "Fuck me!" If you like, you could literally just say. And again, when I watched the the the, the prequel of the thing, was particularly impressed. Certainly not the first time. Uh, but then when I watched it with a critical eye of like how it actually ties in, I went. Fuck me sideways. That is phenomenal. Yeah, man, man, put, like put, it is in that aspect. I it's, love it's a 10 out of 10. I think if you watch the prequel alongside the original, the original enhances the prequel because you see that's what I mean. Yeah, like because, the actual world when you're yeah. not just watching it as a single film. Because yeah. I know that and my problem with the single film is that I relied too much on CGI, and that's yeah. just like that's a personal it, it, it what really made me even the part where she's looking at the bacteria, the, the assimilation scene. Like, why can't it just imitate the technology that Doc was looking at? Or Blair was looking at. In yeah, part yeah. One. I remember that, so they cool. had a simulation. As well. Yeah, I'm like, it must what? be at the same time. Yeah, I'm no, like, what? is Norway getting that's really a pet peeve? But yeah. it's a pet peeve I would have. Yeah, same, um, same with like fucking alien and. Uh, and it was a great scene where she gets out of the. I I don't know what you would call the particular type of vehicle, but she no was. They, they put that they were saying that like the one thing is a they can't replicate metal. Yeah, and b they seem to replicate inverse. Uh, your 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 right handed would become your left handed, and is that a thing? Yeah, you remember you one was saying that your piercing was in the other ear. No, I think he just it wasn't. It was inverse. He just put it in the wrong ear because the thing was trying to trick her and made a mistake. Yeah, but I thought maybe. Sorry, yeah, maybe I'm reading that wrong, but I thought maybe they actually no whatever the thing, you would innately do, like you would actually. The be, thing was learning. And it realized that the only way to actually identify without a blood test was by the metallic objects. And so obviously when it replicated um, uh, Joel Edgerton's character, when it replicated him, that I believe it probably took the earring from the body and just put it in the wrong ear. Because imagine, imagine after she tortured and she was like, oh, fuck, he did have an his right ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's what I think. I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. You're, but like, no, only... actually, no, no, no. Mm. I, 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 you know when, like, you know when you assume and that whole expression, you're probably yeah. absolutely right. The thing, but, the, the thing that, I but need... when she gets out and she's just standing there, <clears throat> bitch, you've got nowhere to go. Yeah, and she go, and she just tells. And what I always loved, and I don't know if they ever did something in the middle. I'd like. Is that you're completely human, like sense of humor, uh, the way you bounce off people, the way you like would react to finding out that somebody's after taking mm. the last bit of coffee, like like down to have you down. Yeah. But then when the the game's up and you go thing, that there's mm. no in between. Have you noticed yeah. that? Like that there's no. It's not, not like we've seen. We've seen. Yeah, we've seen shows. We've seen movies. We've seen TV shows where they, somebody gets imitated. And then when they get caught out, there's that like in between. It's like, like, oh, you've caught me. And it's like, I'm almost him. Subterfuge. Yeah, but like, but the thing, it was like, now I'm the most completely not of this world thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And the thing, it was always that. And I remember like when your one got out and said the piercing was in the other ear and he touches his ear. And she just turns around and he just burns him. And that was like the most human thing interaction. Yeah. Like okay, that was just, no. it felt like it just felt like a guy getting torched to death. The door was open behind him. Why did he just go? 
Oh, I, I, I don't know. I <laughs> and apparently, they must be quite dry because yeah. they're like quite, quite. Do you know what, Do you know what annoyed me? Um, uh, well, flame chores, anything on fireman. Um, but like, what really annoyed me was the the way they identified the thing with like in uh, like metallic objects or earrings or like a, a guy had like a, a splint, um, a metallic splint or whatever pins. Another guy like you know the fillings is that. I don't think they took enough care with, with the earrings because you, you look into part one um, and unless you want to say it, it's learning. But like the whole big thing about part one is you don't know if it's Childs or McCready, um, whether or not either of them are the thing at the end of it. But Childs is actually wearing an earring. So like you want to be careful not to try to fuck with continuity when you add your own explanations for something because yes. uh, unless you can say, well, just like Joel Edgerton's character, maybe Childs was the thing and he's learning and put the earring in just like then, like, you know, so you could counteract it with that. But I'm just saying that if I was going to add that little caveat, um, I would have poured over the original and see who wears jewelry, when they wear jewelry, when they get turned, when they get, uh, like when it become the thing or when they get outed, I would have poured over because your hypothesis uh, is based on it bringing true in terms of the original's continuity. So like I, if I, if I admit that I would have looked at who wears earrings, who wears jewelry, like, like if you could see anyone's fillings and any close-ups or anything, I would have poured over because you want to be spot on because you don't want to ruin the ending. Cause I can tell you child's wearing an earring at the end. So that is McCready. There was also the breath thing. Wasn't there? The breath. Why can't can you not see his breath or something? Child's. You couldn't see child's breath. That could you be could just s- poor. Uh, could, yeah. Not, yeah. Or poor post. Or yeah. also like, whatever like if i was standing whatever way the wind is blowing yeah. like or if i was standing in a slightly hotter area it's completely relevant yeah um but yeah no like but anyway sorry from like spoiler alert from comics spoiler alert childs was not a thing but actually unfortunately becomes a thing in just kind of this smaller story that i don't yeah. think is going to be canon yeah, um, that would that that play. That's what comic well. books are the best at doing, just offshoot. Oh yeah, and, and they get to the best medium for doing that. The best, of course, because like no, nobody gave me my ten million dollars I asked for, but like here it is, because yeah. Dark Horse Comics got in touch with me or or, or Vertical Comics, yeah, and and here it is, um, and I think that's fantastic. But like, but when John Cameron made this, I think he. Jo- the music was perfect. Yeah, all his films were like that. Though. So, good. but there was a thing. Do you remember when Windows gets your man splits his head open and he's just teeth and he bites him? Chambers, Chambers. Thank when you. he eats Windows head, yeah, yeah. And then does Windows be? Oh no, it's, a, a it's thing? Palmer. Is it Chambers or Palmer? I'll oh, check. No, pa- it's not Palmer. I don't think, but I, no. I, will, I will admit I'm not completely sure of the names. Um, no, you keep talking. Sorry, dude. But I was just saying, is if I all right, all right, I'm a thing, and I'm yeah, there with you, and, and, no and I um, and I uh, become a thing, and even if I kill you, yeah, in the in the case of literally chomping through your brain, like a deep enough that I penetrate your brain, it didn't bite his head like clean off, but it was like a horrific, completely chomped down on either side of his head because he wasn't quick on the draw with the. Uh, flamethrower and yeah. uh, it was you know, swing around, swing around and, and throw him away, and he's dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just from blood loss, he's dead. Yeah, but he kind of becomes a thing, doesn't he? Or the windows, no, yeah. he, he's covered in like uh, mucus from being chewed on, but I think it actually has to assimilate you, has to like, and you, some leaving thing, it has that's has so that has to be how you die. The actual almost like invasion of the body snatchers uh, um, actually has to be. I'm not sure it, because it takes from you. With Blair, I thought it became ambiguous. You know, what? I would have answered this question a year ago, but now yeah. after watching it again, I found myself a little bit caught in ambiguity. Yeah, I think with Blair, um, how I assume Blair got infected was because he was doing all the tests. And later on, to touch on about how only one cell, and all it takes is one cell of this thing to infect you, so it can start its assimilation because its replication process is so efficient and so quick that I'm not sure if it needs to fully assimilate you or fully consume you or need you to be dead or whatever. Or maybe if I could get my hands on you and completely wrap myself around you, I could take you over very quickly. But maybe if I only get a bite, I can do it, but it's a process. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure because you see, I think it does like it pretty much it consumes and then divides. Like, what well, it does, I'd probably consume. Like, if it was me, I would consume Noel and make a new Noel and then split off Noel into his own thing. Right. In the same way, like when they're bringing in, um, uh, who's that guy where his arm comes off in the prequel? They're bringing in, um, what's his name? Uh, not Ivan. Is, is a he, Cooper? No, no, no. In the prequel, I think it's Evander's. His name, the guy that. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, or something like that. That's running the the facility. When they bring him in, they're carrying him in. His arm separates into its own thing. So I think it's just like all made up of all these different things that could just break off in any way at once. So I think once it consumes you, you just become new Noel. Like you just break off from the thing that consumed you and your own thing, and it's 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 its own thing. I think like like you know what I mean. Because like, it seems like from the ending of the original, it seems to remember or have memory of all the biomass or something that it's consumed. Because it, uh, it, it it's, also, it's half dog, half man at yeah. the end. Like it know. also doesn't seem to like consist on a heart, lungs, like I is a thing is that if you blow this away, I'm very hurt, but I'm not as like it's there's almost no fatal shot, hence fire. Yeah, like when they were trying to kill the dogs. It was just fucking, they just had to burn it. It was just, yeah. it's hence the expression, kill it with fire. You know, the, the joke, when something is so yeah. ugly, kill it with fire. It comes from the thing. Yeah, like, and the, the, the thing about it as well is that, like, um, we, we even with the fire, like, the, the, the one of my favorite parts of the movie, um, it comes right before my actual probably favorite part of the movie is right before the bedding scene. Um, you, you get the conversation with Fuchs and uh, McCready in the snowcat. And um, Fuchs is actually reading Blair's uh, diaries. And because um, uh, he said Blair locked himself into his shed or something. And he said, I found some of his diaries, his journals, and he's talking about his um, his experiments and what he's found and the evidence he's found. Um, and I just thought it was, it was so well done, that scene where he's like... Uh, uh, McCready's like kind of full pan it, and he's just, he's just like he's like God damn it, McCready, listen, and he's like, and everything every time he says something, it's <coughs> more and more terrifying about how any one of us, except it could perfectly replicate a human being, how it doesn't want the dogs, it wants us, and that pretty much um, that the 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 bodies, the remains they brought back, the burned remains are still alive. And like the look on McCready's face when he says that, like, is fucking amazing. And then all of a sudden, Windows comes out, and he's like, uh, "It's it's Bennings." <laughs> Do you remember that? And in the, the fucking man, that fucking scene, man, where it's like, that's the moment, the, the, the aha moment when you realize you're fucked. Well, that was actually the closest we got to because when you're a thing, you're just a thing. You're a grotesque, yeah. like you know, a, your head separates from your body and creates a spider. Yeah, it just goes on and on. Yeah. Bennings was the closest we got to uh fuck, I'm caught. Yeah. As in, like, I can't do the human. Yet. Yeah. And it's so terrifying for the And I'm clearly, I'm clearly not even visually possible. So yeah. I'm fucked. So it just lets out this yell. Yeah. It's fucking horrifying. It's so Man, it's uncomfortable. Man. It's very uncomfortable. Imagine being in that area, like that situation where all these assumptions that you've had are proven to be true in the worst way possible that you just see this dude that a minute ago you were talking to in the storage room and now he's a fucking thing and but not just that he got you he got you like he bounced off your jokes yeah that's the thing that would fuck with me like not only like no, um, before that he wasn't um bennings yeah 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 that's no yeah he, he, yeah, no, yeah, he wasn't Bennings before. Like the, the thing was that was he just killed Bennings in the storeroom after Windows left for a minute, came back. The thing was wrapped around Bennings. Um, I think uh, it was supposed to be like uh, leftovers from something else. It was from one of well, the Well, I bodies. think of Dr. Blair then. He mm. was very much so himself. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I'd like to come inside so the, now. The dude, with know, the, the, the dude with the polo neck, so he was turned from the get go. What was his fucking name? Palmer. Like, um, uh, no, is, is it Vance? Yeah, uh, Norris. Like, Norris was fucking turned like immediately. had a heart attack and fucking as a cover or something, didn't he? Like, he had the heart attack. No, I think he started breaking down. That seems to be a thing with these things that, like, after a while, their host body seems to start breaking down and separating because it happened in the prequel and it happened in the sequel in the original or the 1982 one. Is that 
after a while, it seems like it finds it hard to hold imi- the imitation sometimes. Because remember the guy in the ho- in the helicopter in the prequel, um, where they do the red herring with the guy that's acting strange, and then it's the guy across from him that starts opening up in half because he's like, "Oh, it's okay, don't be worried" or whatever. And then all of a sudden he just starts splitting. It's kind of like it can't maintain all the time, like that. Maybe like the fusion or the simulation isn't complete or some shit because it seems like after a while it's like it's in pain, and then it just starts opening up. It's like, or maybe it's, I don't know what story, because like, was it Palmer as well? When he was tied up, he just like, as soon as his blood went off, he's just like, straight away. I don't know, maybe as soon as it feels like it's under threat or in danger, that it has to split open. But I don't understand. Well, when it has to, like, ultimately, its main, its main prerogative is assimilation. But then, like, you can't assimilate if you don't survive. Yeah. But when that the, that jig is apps like I mean absolutely up, mm. all you can do is go into offense mode. But like typically they aren't. It isn't actually extremely good at offense. It's not like it's like unlike that. Well, the thing at the end was, but mm. like I, it, it like in particular, it's it it just turned like if you have weapons, you can take that. Yeah, it it can be slow and cumbersome in tight spaces. Yeah, its whole thing is that it needs to belong. Yeah. And when they start to figure out its, you know, its its hums and haws, and the fact, for example, that it tries to survive on a molecular level, mm. then you are then you are in trouble. Yeah, the blood test is genius. Like one thing I love about it is like it's such a. Um, unbelievable uh, hard to comprehend situation but the logic they use to get the characters throughout the situation is so simple like you know what i mean like the, like the way they, the way they kind of figure shit out as it's going along it's like oh shit was it making was it copying him it was trying to copy him look it was trying to copy the dogs and he's like oh well if i can copy the dogs and copy us you know that kind of thing and it's like it's something you touched on earlier i think as well as i can talk about kurt russell it's like because I don't know which recorder was on. <laughs> we've had two. We've had a bit of a day. But um, do you remember when Kurt Russell was standing around with the six guys? And he's like, I know that I'm still human. And I know that you can't all, still be, the, you can't all be the things. Because if you're all the aliens right now, you'd all rush me and kill me. But So I know some of you are still human. It's just simple logic. So, so simple the logic is. And that's all you're left with. That's all yeah, you're left with. You know what I mean? And then later on when the figure, he, he sees the head separating and being its own thing. And uh, he, he sets that on fire and he goes, maybe every little bit of it's its own thing. That like when you when you burn human blood, nothing will happen because it's just tissue. But when you burn this thing's blood, every little cell is its own living organism. So it will react to try and protect itself. And I thought that was so ingenious and yet so simple from the evidence that was provided to him from the situation that he was in. And that's what I loved about the thing that like it seems like it should be so complex and all these things. But the logic that the characters use in the situation is very simple and very effective. And that's what I love about it. Because it's the kind of thing you can imagine yourself thinking of, like from the evidence that's provided to you. You know what I mean? Like at, at one point, it would be completely immoral just because you feel like your life's in danger to assume yeah. that you get to take the life of anyone else. Yeah. But the temptation of it would be there because survival instinct is yeah. a very real thing. Yeah. What the fuck are you looking at? Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. It introduced... Because I don't like you, man. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 See, I, I know you're getting paranoid, man, but like yeah. before all these things showed up, I fucking hated you. <laughs> <laughs> so now maybe I'm like a thing that's assimilated to hate you. Like, I mean... It's not a yes or no, but it's certainly not something to like, like specifically point out. Yeah. Um. But the thing, oh my god, I I remember just, uh, it, it it it's submersive. And mm. first off, a film should be submersive. You should yeah. be in the world. You should believe it. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, and it is that. Yeah. And then everything I've come to love about horror, from slasher horror, which is just somebody showing up and trying to kill you, it had that. Yeah. Uh, I love my sci-fi horror, the desperation, you're in space, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, you're up against something you can't conceive. It had that. The, the kind of body gore horror, yeah. by its definition, the way the thing actually operated yeah. on a biological level, it, it had that. Mm. And and then just the, 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 the fact of paranoia kicking in because nobody knows who's next 
It had that. Yeah. It literally, literally had a six side die yeah. and it rolled a 50. I yeah. don't know how it did it. I don't know. And that I genuinely, I'm just saying it was either one or six and it rolled a 50. It couldn't have been done. Yeah. Somehow they did it. Shouldn't have been able to do it. Makes absolutely no fucking sense. And they did it. And, and I'm sitting here as a man who's going to turn 40 on his next birthday, a film was made just before I was born, and I have no fucking idea how to made a film this good. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen one since. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that it flopped when it came out, that, like, it actually was a massive commercial failure, like, that it was actually its later release, DVD, or tape, VHS, that made it so successful, made it a cult classic. Um, it's like the epitome of that Michael J. Fox meme, you know. I know your parents didn't like it, but your kids will, or some shit like that, you know, that kind of thing. And just like to say, just you know, like not to be elitist or anything, and now for some elitist, if you're over 30 and claim to be a horror fan and you haven't seen this film, go fuck yourself. You don't deserve this film. Yeah, uh, but you I, never I, did. Yeah, I I would be in you don't. Up. I'd it's be the opposite end of the spectrum as if you've never seen this film, give me a shout. I'd love to sit down and watch and see what we'd like to see. No, no, <laughs> don't deserve it. But, uh, man, like, don't deserve it. We talked a little bit earlier about the continuity at the Norwegian uh, uh, fucking outpost when um, uh, Doc and McCready go there. But what, uh, one thing I love about, I think I spoke about maybe on the World War Z episode we did with Bengali, um, the... I love and like there's like old footage found or an investigation or some shit. And I love when they're kind of piecing shit together backwards. When in the thing, when they find the 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 footage of the Norwegian dig site and to look at the prequel and how they conveyed it, what do you make of the continuity here again with the terms of what happened with the ship? Um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead blowing up the ship and uh, like the way they pieced it all together with the footage and how it was all cut out and like uh, to double back again a bit on the, the 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 fucking Norwegian station or the outpost, the scene with the block of ice that they find, Kurt Russell finds and he called uh, Doc in. Like, how do you think, like outside of the little bits we talked about of the Norwegian scene or the Norwegian outpost, how do you think the greater continuity was upheld by the prequel? And what did you make of the scene where they discover all the footage and stuff, because that's what I fucking love that scene. Oh, I fucking love that scene. And it was so spooky. In not the first spookier one. than grainy footage, is there? No, there's nothing spookier than the grainy footage. And it's also like, it made you think like, what, like we can't conceive what we're up against. Yeah. That's how fucked we are. Yeah. We can't even, because I eventually later in the film, in the, in the, in the thing, hey, too, um, they're like, we're we're not getting out of here alive, but neither is this fucking thing. Yeah, because it would come to that stage, wouldn't it? Like, and it would, like, it would yeah. come to this, and especially you know, like I mean, it, and I always think like I'm not as bright. You hear stories of like these soldiers and stuff and stuff they've gone through, and you know you're not that brave. But what I do know is frustration. Yeah, and I do think at a point, at a certain point of frustration you are capable of amazing things mm. because just fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this. Man, like, so you're training or it's, I don't, don't go me wrong. If I had training, I'd do better. But like, there is a point where I go, you know what? Fuck this. If that's all there is. And this thing is like killed my, this and my, this and my, all this my friends. and my, this, all my friends. And I know I'm not getting out and I'm all anger is an amazing tool. Yes. And, and, I, and that's, uh, and can we just like, just one second talk about, how good Kurt Russell was as an actor. Oh, man. Full stop. He's, he's an amazing actor in his entire career. He's an incredible actor. He's got so much charm. It's ridiculous. That mullet, my God. Like, that's how I knew it wasn't the thing. He wasn't the thing at the end because I'm 100% sure only modern nature can create a mullet that perfect. I don't think yeah. the thing could replicate it. I just don't think it's possible. Yeah, we can do it down to the molecular level. The molecular level. Yeah. You think that accounts for a mullet like that? But not the mullet molecular. Adorable. <laughs> adorable. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's no. too perfect. Look, it's it's formed in the Fibonacci sequence. Look how perfect that mullet is. But the way the prequels set it up, I have to, if you, yeah. I wish that they had advertised themselves better as like setting up the fact that they are setting up. They shouldn't have called it the thing. No, they shouldn't have. Because it confuses too many people. 
And too many people think and it's then a sequel me, as well. I, I don't know. I didn't even. I'm not even sure what I rented it. I'm not even sure I knew it was a prequel. Yeah, most people think it's a sequel. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not going to say one way or the other. All I know yeah. is I can certainly say that I didn't appreciate it. Should have just been called Who Goes There, like the 1950s movie. Yeah, yeah. And like, fuck me. And what I did right, it did so right. And the only thing I can say I did wrong, and it did spectacularly wrong, yeah. was not relying on, like, there's one particular scene where the guy's face kind of splits. And yeah. then opens, and it just looked fucking tacky. I don't. I mean, and I, I, I know it's easy to sit in twenty twenty two and look at something and say, maybe, hmm. but I, I watched it in twenty eleven or twenty ten or whatever it was. Yeah, I thought that looks fucking stupid. First time I saw the thing prequel, I was like really disappointed because it was mainly due to the CGI. Because the the first time I saw the thing when I was younger, the practical effects, the way it caught my eye, I was just like, holy fuck, you can do this practically. And then to see the CGI in the first one uh, or in the prequel, I was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. But once I got over that and I went back and watched it the second time, I was like, okay, the CGI is shitty, but I think the story is actually pretty decent. So I sent, I went back and watched it again. And I, I really like this movie. Like, I really like the prequel. Like, it maintains the continuity pretty well, apart from the earring thing. I'm unsure about that. But, like, and as well, the aesthetics of the how the molecular test was and stuff like that, you shouldn't have that computerized. You should make it look identical to what Doc was, or Blair was working with. Because it's, you know, it's like literally the exact same period of time. So I don't understand why they went computerized with that. The CGI was an eye, especially when you find out afterwards that the practical effects were initially being used. And then they panicked and they decided to go, they seen a test and not the finished thing. And decided to go over the practical effects with CGI, which is a real bummer when you find out. And what I'd love to see is if someone actually was able to go and remaster it with the practical effects. I think it would be held in a lot higher esteem. It's a good movie, like... um. Like everything that did that they took uh, the 1982 movie into account when they were doing it. That's one thing I really liked no, about the it, way it's I mean? set up is just on un, like un, unquestionable. Because you wouldn't you not even come to think of it was like why does that guy not speak English? Like you're like oh Lars doesn't speak English and you don't even realize why they're keeping Lars and non English speaking because you need someone that doesn't speak English at the end to be shooting the fucking dog. So when they're telling him. To calm down or whatever to stop shooting he's he can't understand them because he doesn't understand english and he's actually saying what we find out in the prequel is that's no dog that's what he's saying at the start of the first one he's actually warning him that's no dog that's no dog and he's trying to kill it because we see the subtitles in the prequel and that's what he's saying like and that's what i fucking love about it, the way it pieced together these little things that seemed in- inconsequential at the start and you realize they've got much greater importance as the story plays out like they even got the helicopter down to a t because like I'm saying, I'd, I would absolutely love to be able to edit the prequel into the original or into the 1982 movie in a way that I could have one where they literally leave in the helicopter and in the next scene is the start of the fucking 1982 movie. Like, I would fucking love to be able to do that. Like, it's so well done. Like, I, I just think, like, the, the fact that it wasn't picked up on made no sense to me because... Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character is going 50 miles over to the next station. What if you find out she is the thing or if the thing traveled with her or some shit, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like they're, it left it open for another story that had no effect on the original continuity because she was a survivor. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, like, I just think there's so much potential because you could even have the Russian station. She reaches the Russian station. Did they go back to investigate kind of like what happens, but they also investigate the American site and they could find, see this chain of events or some shit and the shit could go down with them as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like there is plenty of opportunities there. Like, you know, I just, my favorite parts about it are the, 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 oh fuck moments. So we touched on was Bennings. When you see how quick it can actually replicate a human, how close it got to replicating Bennings and how it means that like pretty much it could be anyone at any time. And uh, and then that otherworldly sound it makes is fucking horrifying. And then uh, one thing I loved was in the prequel when the thing bursts out of the ice and they got that scene, even the room is fucking down to a T, like where the stairs are, the wood, like the fucking hole in the scene and all this shit. Like, and the way the ice is like, I love that where he's like, it's alive. He's like, what? It's like, it, no, he goes, it broke out. And they're all like laughing at him. He goes, it's not a joke, serious, it's alive. And the look in everyone's face is like, and I mean, to go back and see the ice, that's the oh fuck moment. Like when you're in a situation that you realize that no matter what you thought you could have planned for, is everything's gone out the window. 
like that the oh fuck moment like where you, you see this uh, when you read uh, Blair's uh, journal when you realise that it can replicate anyone at any time and then you see Bennings like that's the oh fuck thing like you know what I mean that like when you realise that this ship has been in the ice for 100,000 years and this creature managed to get into the ice, it froze, and then it comes back to life after 100,000 years. What is the capabilities of this creature? And then you find out it can assimilate things. So, like, it's just these oh fuck moments. And that's what I love about the prequel. And I love about the 1982 movie. Uh, the thing is that it gives you a real sense of the stakes and how insurmountable the odds are for these people in the situation they found them in, they found themselves in because it's so beyond comp- comprehension, even for these highly intelligent people, because most of them are all like doctors and scientists or whatever. And, uh, it just, it, it just does this. Imagine crazy. being confronted with it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The bending scene is the, it is the perfect like anytime I watch the thing, I'm like, could you imagine? That's I say that every single time I see the bending scene. Could you imagine the fear? that would be going through your body when it makes that sound. Like, oh my God. Imagine in the Antarctica. Like, they're in and Antarctica. It was Benning's like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. 30 minutes ago. Like, it was literally Benning's. Like Benning's was a living, breathing dude 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So what am I going to be 30 minutes from now? From now, yeah. Fact, 30 minutes from now, not only will I be dead, yeah, I'll have been 20 minutes dead. And something that literally knows... The football team I support. Yeah, and man. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Like it was. Uh, it was actually how bas- I feel it's about a basketball team. Game. Noel, basketball team. <laughs> Do you <remember> Cavaliers? <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> pretty cool. But like, uh, I thought it was so wasteful. Do you remember when um, Kurt Russell pours the whiskey into the fucking computer? Cheating bitch. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking wasteful. Like, like imagine you're just like dying to play chess all day. And you're just like, you've been out there doing taking ice samples all day. It's minus 50 degrees out. You come in, dying to play chess. Can't wait to play chess. Chess is your favorite thing to do. In the middle of Antarctica, like the only computer on the base that's not for fucking studying samples. You've been doing all day, taking samples, looking forward to chess. Cannot wait to play chess. Come back, you walk into the room, as McCready's pouring whiskey all over, and you're like, dude, dude. Such a sore loser. <laughs> yeah, him losing his fucking shit. And then, <laughs> oh, God. But the fact that he turned out to be a thing, I thought he, I thought he was the best thing. Who, McCready? Yeah. You, t- you think Kurt Russell's a thing? No, 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 no not, not Kurt Russell. Sorry, the doctor. What's what's his face? Uh, the, guy, the, the guy, yeah, Blair, the guy that chops up everything. Yeah. And he genuinely, genuinely thought he was just a frustrated party. As in, I, I remember thinking originally when I watched it, he was just like, we are going to die, but whatever this is, can't get out of here. It can't. When do you think Blair was turned? Fuck, I don't know. Is he turned when he breaks up the communication system? That's the thing. Here's the thing. Like There, there was so much purpose, purposeful ambiguity that they, to, to put it into an image is obviously the dog walking past the door with the guy with curly hair. Yeah, that's definitely him. Like that. the, yeah. Uh, but, Norris. Uh, Norris. Uh, so like, but like this, it, it purposefully did it. It's like, I only realized you. today that's that was why. Norris because the shape of his head, he's silhouette. The Carlo, the curly kind of hair. And you could see, yeah. you could see the turtleneck as well. I only realized today that was Norris. Um, well, like, the, like, fuck you. That's why. And it's like, fuck you. That's why. Convince you from the start that Clark, the dog handler, that he was the thing. Like you're convinced from the start that he was the thing. And then oh, yeah. Kurt Russell shoots him and he's just human. Like that, like I think, and that makes you a killer. A murderer. A murderer. That's right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what I love about it, that. Like, the, like I was convinced the first time I seen that that Clark was the thing. Like I was convinced. Like there's so many little red herrings that doesn't it doesn't perfectly like at any time, like as soon as you think you understand what's going on, someone's a thing that you don't think it's a thing. You know what I mean? Someone's head splitting in half, like and that's the same situation that the characters find themselves in. And that's what I love about it is that it keeps you in the exact same emotional kind of um, state 
as his characters throughout the entire movie because as soon as you think they're figuring things out so you think you're figuring things out because you think they're figuring things out but as soon as you think that she goes down and didn't realize they'd nothing figured out in the first place and immediately you're back they to don't know one. shit about shit yeah you know what i mean like that's what i love about like as soon as you think it's like oh we can do a blood test let's do a fucking blood test we can figure it out as soon as that they go in straight away off kinter someone got in there the blood got poured out and the two people that had the key are admitting that they both had the key but which one of them used that key to like sabotage the blood and, like, the blood you, samples, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just goes on and on and on. You know, so but you know, like where they're all tied to the chair, and you're you're sitting there tied to a chair, yeah, and you're thinking to yourself, right? So I know I'm not obviously I can't convince you no more than I could be convinced by you, yeah. But I know, and you know. Uh so here we are tied to a chair. It's kind of going, all right, small talk. Could we put the chairs? Tiny bit apart. Yeah, yeah. Like they use like a fucking like a row of chairs. Like, <laughs> like a foot and a half. It's not a lot. I yeah, know it's not. I'd be like, can I take me up in a corner? <laughs> I'm still tied to a chair. I still test my blood. Can I not be literally beside the thing that's about to turn into nothing but tendrils and teeth? <laughs> Please, yeah, yeah I would like. Can you just like just tie just tie me down somewhere else? I would lie prone on the ground. I would just like tie beside you, going, "Oh, Vinny, such a fucking thing." He's, he's so <laughs> he's so a fucking. Thing. Oh man, I love the way like, it would be uh, just classic fucking Vinny. Like the to whole be way, a fucking thing. Do you think Palmer um is the thing as soon as he starts accusing Windows of being the thing? Oh, do you remember the whole way through? It's like, let's go in twos. And he's like, oh, I, I'll, I don't want to go at windows. Let me go with Chai. Yes, I do, because he does protest too much. But, or do you think that's what it is? Do you think he is trying to throw, like, misdirection or whatever? Just trying to. The thing is, apparently, it would just have your intellect yeah, of what poor, you would do. Bastard. But like, yeah, imagine, imagine traveling it, all the way across the galaxy. You're an intergalactical being. You've traveled hundreds of thousands and you of rested years. for a hundred thousand yeah, years. Yeah, yeah and you yeah, get yeah, woken, yeah. you end up with my intellect. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, work with the tools you have. Yeah, not much. Not much. But uh fucking all of a sudden you're fucking um but yeah, I think I think like if I, to be honest with you, if I was in the situation, like I mean, actually, it's a real good mind fucky kind of way of thinking. What if you yeah. were a thing? Like let's just like, obviously you aren't. Do you even know say you're a thing when you are a thing? No, no, you 100 percent know. Yeah, because love, you are you you have like, everything that that person has their memories and their psychosis and their their everything, but also you do have the mission, mm. which is to assimilate. So you you hundred percent do. You're looking for openings, in fact. So you a hundred percent. Yeah, you're constantly trying to conquer. Uh, yeah, conquer exactly. So you a hundred percent. So I would. So you'd have to imagine. Let's so just say that do you, things know other things or things. That's a fucking. I yes. <laughs> but what if you, you like, team up they though? have they, never they team have up once. but they have they have an observation of themselves on a molecular level. But they we never don't. they never team up once. That's a fair point. Not once do you ever see two things teaming up. No, that's that's actually a fair point. I don't know what to tell you about that. That's just a fair point. I just acknowledge it. I don't know what to do with it. It's you know, a fair point. It's no, it's a fair observation. I'd imagine, like when you have this knowledge of yourself on a molecular level. Yeah, because they do. Like again, you could stick the the hot the hot wire into a sample of blood. Yeah, and the sample of blood would try and fucking protect itself. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine that I would not uh, like even like dogs when the dog was put into the kennel with the other dogs. Yeah, the dogs knew. So it's probably like despite like our observational levels, mm. dogs can pick up on it. It's a very instinctual thing. So obviously we are if but I'd imagine if we are in a kind of an innate way acting on a different level that humans can't perceive that doesn't mean that we can't perceive so i would say yes but also maybe not always show your hand as in like oh no this thing is a thing and you just sit there and go this isn't my moment mm. this isn't my moment now if whatever happens here let me pose a question to you at any given time how many things are there that are taking human form 
at any given time. Alive at the same time? Exactly, yeah. Alive at the same time. No more than three. No less than two. Yeah, like, so who who do we know for sure ends up being a thing? We know Blair, yes. uh, Palmer. Oh, well, Pat Bings or whatever the uh, fuck no, that no, prick's n- name. Norris, Bennings. Bennings. Uh, if Fuchs sets himself on fire, we're a bit unsure about Fuchs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and that was it. And they observed it. And like I again, this is where the ambiguity comes in. Do you think how Fuchs amazing would it? What's going happen? How amusing! How amazing would it be if you just said, "Absolutely no way out, no way at all." Yeah, but I'll burn before I become one of you. Do you think that's what he did? Just self immolation? I hope so. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's it's baller. I mean, there's like when I'm talking about there being no way out. Yeah, no way out. Because even if you escape, you could be playing right into a chance. Because I I'd be sitting here thinking like you're a father, for example. Yeah, and you'd be thinking like, well, shit. If I if I like, obviously I'm not making it out. But if I'm assimilated, even if it's less painful than the, the other option I have, yeah, it looks they might mighty, be able to get an astrid. Looks might be mighty able to get painful. It Looks mighty painful it's, though. It's mighty painful, mm. but that but I'm just saying, like when when presented with, he yeah. either died, unfortunately, or he died of absolute yeah, because the par- hero, the paranoia was so rife within the at the outpost. That that's man, that's the best thing about this did, film. because they didn't even trust themselves. Because remember, Child says at one stage, he goes, "How how do I know if I'm still human?" And I think that's why he killed himself, um, Fuchs, because he was probably like, "Wait, how do I even know if I'm a thing now or not?" Oh, I know. how do I even know? Like, what if it's not even just something that kicks in on a survival? Level yeah, you know, and I mean? nothing before. And even we, after watching this film between us at least a dozen times plus, um, how do we know yeah. that that's not the case? Because because they are so perfectly yeah. normal until they fail a blood test, and then a pa- something Cause, kicks cause in. Because it could be a case it would- of. Like it, it reprograms itself so much as a version of yourself that it forgets it's itself. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, the the perfect saboteur, the perfect spy, the perfect uh, I like they say sleepers. Yeah, people who actually don't even know they they're accountants. Yeah, and they have two kids, and they marry the high school sweetheart, and all of that jazz. And that makes them the absolute perfect when the shit hits. Rupert, they them, yeah, the sleepers. Tell me that American dad. Yeah, it's like Haley's uh, uh, was a code word, and he's like, he goes rhubarb. And he's like, damn it, it didn't work. And you just see Steve in the background walk by with a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that show. But uh, imagine, like, that's the thing. You are up against something that you cannot perceive. Like, yeah. there's no rules for this. So yeah. you're thinking, like, oh wait, how do I know which one of you you can trust? And you're like. I don't know. How do I know that I can trust me? Yeah, because we, we never see more than two things at any given time. No reference for what the rules are yeah. here. Obviously, again, if, if a drop of blood can try and protect itself, it's not like stab me in the liver. And so the fucking head grew seconds. legs and walked off. Like. Yeah, exactly. So if you stab me in my heart, I die. Simple yeah. as fucking that. I well, don't know, it's frozen over ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to be hurt again. But, <laughs> you, but you know, that, but does your heart agree to it? But like, if the heart, <laughs> yeah, but just fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, but uh, isn't it fucking? Isn't it? That's the thing. Outside of everything that's amazing about this film, isn't the actual conversation you can have around the mind fuckiness? Yeah. Of something existing outside of our realm of understanding, what, what and am I mimicking us the what, way that we? Uh, I don't know. When you're not I, the, sorry, horror films where you're not the top of the food chain yeah. are some of my favorite horror films. Uh, dude, one of my favorite lines from a horror movie is I hope I don't butcher this from 30 Days a Night. Um, when uh, the guy d- drives the big truck through the the whole all the vampires and tries to blow himself up with dynamite. And the lead vampire, uh, Marlowe, I think his name is, he says something along the lines of uh, uh, typical humans, when they come up again, when they face something they don't understand, they try to destroy themselves. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like what the thing is. They can't grasp some sort of understanding of it, but they understand one thing is that it cannot leave the outpost. God. You know what I mean? 
No, no. God, I fucking love 30 Days. Love that line. Oh, man. Fucking love that line. Love 30 Days a Night. It's one of my favorite vampire movies. If not oh, 30 Days a Night is a fucking amazing film. That's why, that's why we started this podcast. Man. Yeah. Uh, Thank, <laughs> welcome to our 30 Days a Night. Uh, man, we should definitely do that soon. I know. We such a great movie. Yeah. Um, but like, that's what this movie does, though. It's like, we definitely it, will. Um, it, but yeah, no, it's that's the thing. The paranoia that exists in art, paranoia. Yeah. No, but one thing is, is there, there, like here's sorry, speak over. Is yeah. there one aspect of horror? And I don't like I don't even know what all of the aspects of horror are, but I do not believe that there's one aspect of horror that the thing doesn't either A hit on the head with a sledgehammer or B tickle with a feather. Like I, I don't know what it is. But it does. It certainly doesn't not interact with it. Yeah, I think it absolutely gets everything from slashers to sci-fi horrors. Everything. I think it tickles the bone of everything. I, I honestly believe it's John Carpenter's greatest film. It's great. It's oh, great. It is, I, I think Halloween's a world-class film. Don't get me wrong, but the thing is a better movie in my opinion. Like it has everything like it has the the backward information trying to gain like like trying to figure out these things like that you can't comprehend you're looking at like like how, what can you make of the scene you go to the norwegian station right like we talked about the continuity and stuff and how did the prequel did a great job and that but like this the first time you see that scene imagine being mccready and imagine being doc going to that norwegian outpost Right, we already spoke about how crazy it would be to see a guy, two guys in helicopters with explosives and a rifle trying to shoot a dog for no apparent reason, what seems like no apparent reason. That right, you already have that information, right? And then you fly out to this uh to this fucking outpost, you're in the middle of Antarctica, and you find this scene where you find uh uh like the place is all fucking smoked out, it's all burnt to uh, crisp. You see this blood trail, and then you see the first person, and his fucking remains are all fucking weird and shit. And then McCready starts going to scope it out, and then you see the, the ice block, and then you fucking see the, the oaks broken out, and then you, you fucking see the pile outside the two faces, and they're like, Oh, whatever it was, the scene that they want to burn up real good, and he decides to bring it back with him. It makes no like and I see that, and I always remember that scene, I was like. If I was McCready, I wouldn't let that in my helicopter. And then McCready's like, hey, Doc, get a shovel. I'm like, shit, McCready's idea to bring that back? And I was, I was like, for a helicopter pilot as well, he's got a lot of say in that camp, just about out there. But like, um, you know, it just... Yeah, yeah. For a helicopter. I think it's just, of course, as the situation goes along, as he says, it needs someone a bit more even-tempered yeah. to be in control. But... Uh, but one, I just the, the, yeah. the I've studied the blood, but I'd like to get the helicopter pilots. Yeah, yeah, just like of all the things that like horror does well, to, to have that scene is one of the best things ever. Like when you find something after the fact, and the way that scene is like so inexplicable, like imagine finding that. Like just put your imagine finding all those things that I just named out. You see a gigantic block of ice. It's like something broke out of it. You see like a fucking body that's half mutated and set on fire. And you see this guy, he's all fucked up. He's throat slit. And it's like all these dudes and all, all the evidence that was weighed up in the intro with the dog and the fucking explosives. And like, how do you even start putting this together? And then when you see the footage later on and they start doing the autopsy or like, like, or you call it necropsy if you want. They don't know if it's human. Like, does you know what I mean? So, like, I think it's necropsy for animals. So, um, I just think when you look at everything that it puts up, like the evidence that it gives the characters and the evidence it gives the audience and the manner it does it and the order it does it, it just heightens the tension of everything so flawlessly. So by the time that you do realize that the thing is already there, that it can replicate, that it is the dog. By the time that scene happens and you hear that first fire alarm, dude, you're on that knife edge and it's game over. As soon as you hear that fire alarm, you're fucking all like that movie owns you. Like, you know what I mean? I, in my opinion, I think it owns you from the intro, the baseline, because you like, it just catches your attention every time you always sit forward. And you're just like, oh, it's go time. As soon as you hear that intro, no matter how many times you see the it thing. It goes through every gear, but it never lays off so much. Yeah. It lulls. Yeah. Like, never. you would think, like, I, I again, I watched the kill count on this today. And the guy said, "Look, that- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a uh, strictly human kill count for starters, because you have the whole dog thing." Yeah. And then he said, uh, "And there's a few of these that be, kind of become ambiguous, so I'm not gonna touch on them." Yeah. And he made some really fucking good points. And this fact, it's not, it's not like a particularly gory film, 
But every now and again, it does something so spectacularly, amazingly huge. Yeah. That you that even if it gets into the paranoia stage after that for like 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes even, it's fine. Yeah. Because the rib cage crushed open and bit off the doctor's hands. Yeah. And that's, that's that seems and its head crawled off. Yeah. Like they burned the fucking head. And then you're yeah. like, okay, that will definitely do me. Like you have my interest now for like even even in the modern age where our interest levels are three or four minutes, even that it it just does it delivers. Yeah. But when you watch the prequel film with that vibe, knowing that it ties into the other one, when it can borrow from the awesomeness, yeah, it does actually work as two films that you could watch, uh, two thousand eleven and nineteen eighty two back to back. And it can be in a really, really enjoyable, enjoyable experience, and that is some of my last words on it. Yeah, man, like it just, it just, there's not one thing it doesn't do right. Like, like just everything about it is just fucking perfection. You know what I mean? Like as I said to you, like all the elements it tries to achieve, um, what all the elements it tries to achieve, it, it succeeds. Like few movies are able to build um, anticipation so well and then actually stick to landing. Because we always say about um, horror movies that like the one thing that they don't do is stick to landing. And the thing it's has always about sticking to landing. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And the thing has one of the most iconic endings of all time. Like, Oh, like, my God. It, 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 the most iconic, in my view. You know what I mean? Like, like, who, it's either like we've, we've saved the world or we've destroyed it. Because I'm not going to kill you. I don't have the information to do it. Yeah, but I don't fucking trust you. And then, obviously, let's just say it's me and you in the hypothetical that it's just. Yeah, I have an earring. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, I have an earring. But like, fucking incredible, incredible ending, incredible everything. Kurt Russell is a god, and if he asked me to suck his dick, I would. That's my last uh, word. So, like, um, before we get the fuck out here, like we talked a little bit about before, I think. I think there's going to be more of the thing on the horizon. Would you like to see a sequel, a remake? What way would you like to see it be done? Would you like to see Not the remake? Uh, the, the film is the film. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would like to see an exploration. Yeah. And maybe the prequel. Like, I mean, maybe I, they I find a different it. thing somewhere else. Yeah, of course. But no, you don't touch it. You, ha- you have no right. Um, but uh, at the same time, yeah, expand on it because it could be more than one ship. It could be uh, an yeah. awful lot of stories could be told. Um, yeah. But it's all execution, yeah, and 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 it's all um, theoretical from where we're sitting. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I the way everything is kind of explored now, why not the thing? Yeah, uh, but it's all going to be in the execution, and I just hope whoever it makes it. Is going to watch the thing 1982 yeah. 84 times and no less. Yeah, I and I, I have to say to anyone that doesn't think the prequel does a job that watch it back to back, watch the prequel first and then watch the original the 1982 movie to follow it up. No, like, no, you know, I, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, Sorry, really, yeah, really right. enhance the prequel. Like, one thing though, I didn't understand is why would you not shoot the prequel to make it look like the 1982 movie when you've gone with a similar camera style, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, just put it out there. Like, I just don't tell anyone if you're writing a prequel or if you have to make a prequel, just look at the fucking original and copy its technology. It's just the most simplest thing to do. And it's such a big bugbear for me when prequels have. So it's like, oh, it's more advanced technology. Look at Prometheus. Like, that fucking ship was completely different type of technology. You know, you could say what was uh, pretty much an intergalactic trucker or an alien, whatever. It's so fucking nice. Yeah, true enough, actually. Yeah, it's just very frustrating. But um, anyway, before we get the fuck out here, that was the thing, and like 1940, like, or 1940s, 1982 is its 40 year anniversary. We had a long fucking time to do this. A lot of fun. thank you so much for yeah. 40 years. Yeah, man, like, thank you. After 40 years, and after like obviously not our 40 years for us, but 40 years of its existence, and like multiple viewings for me, like, and you both was watching probably a couple of dozen times at this stage in our lives that we're still asking questions about it, which shows you how strong a movie it is. Like, after all these viewings, and after all these times, that it, it plants so much paranoia and doubt into your head that no matter how many ideas you come up about the movie that you're still doubting them the next time you watch it and like it's just a fucking masterpiece because you can never truly tell 
when that person was turned and how they were turned by who and why and all this shit. And who, what, where and when. Yeah, absolutely. such a fucking flawless movie, man. Like in the prequel itself as well, it did a lot, I think, in to build on the 1982 movie and its failures are obviously a bit more glaring because the first movie was so flawless. It's not any fault of its own, but I just think without the CGI, if that went practical effects, I think people would uh, look at the story a bit more and they would appreciate the film a bit more. That's just my opinion. But like, uh, we want to get the fuck out here, dudes. Pretty late. Big time. It's after midnight. Yeah, it's after midnight. We don't know we out yeah, here. We've been recording like a motherfucker today. Like a motherfucker. Back out of the wilderness. And we're all over this shit. All right, motherfuckers, I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. And uh, this was Invasion of Potty Snatchers, and that was The Thing, 1982, and The Thing, 2011. All of the things up in this thing. And remember, before we leave, man is the warmest place to hide. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Why did the... Um, what's the name of the type of music Bob Marley plays? Reggae. Reggae. Why did the reggae um, triangle player leave the band? I don't know. It was just one thing after another. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>